the movie show with CJ and TJ. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of the Movie Shack. We're back after like a month's hiatus. Not because we didn't want to record, but because life and things happen. And it's been really hard for us to get together for more than an hour or two at a time. For over, sure. Yeah, so so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's been going on. Um, so for this episode... My lovely co-host CJ and I decided to watch Into the Grizzly Maze. This is a film from 2015. The Price is Right theme song is not included (laughs) in that. Uh, So it's from 2015. It's 94 minutes long. It's directed by David Hackle. The uh, synopsis is... Two estranged brothers reunite at their childhood home in the Alaskan wild. They set out on a two-day hike and are stalked by an unrelenting grizzly bear. So that's the uh, that's the basic synopsis of this. I was the one who suggested this, um, but CJ had seen it before. A few I, times. Yeah, and I've never seen it, so he decided that it would be a, a good one to do. So yeah, let's get right into the meat and potatoes of it and break it down. And again, thank you, thanks everybody for listening and continuing to listen. I hope you're enjoying it. Like I said, we uh, we really hope eventually here we'll be able to get on a little bit more of a regular regular basis with at least a couple episodes a month. But for right now, we're doing them when we can. So thank you for sticking with the sporadic scheduling. <laughs> so we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this. What is up first? The story. The story. All right. Let- I'm going to let you go because you've never seen this. So. so, And I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. This, to me, was uh, very similar to a lot of other like survival horror type films. Like I've seen like Bat Country. Mm-hmm. Um, Grizzly. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Grizzly. If not, we have to watch that one sometime. Yes, I have seen that. Okay, one. that's that's really cheesy, but great. I know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we uh, it was kind of you know, uh, most of these giant bear movies have kind of a similar concept going on yes. in them to a degree. Uh it's usually. You know, it's an echo horror. There's usually the folly of man is causing something bad to happen with the bears in one shape or form most of the time. This wasn't any different. Um, I did like the story because I like I like the dynamic between uh, Andrew Marsden and, and Thomas Jane. Yes. Was it Andrew Marsden? Or, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Let me double check that because I was like, I, I want to... I, James Marsden. Oh, whoops. Yep. James okay. Marsden. Yeah, okay. It's a Marsden. It's a Marsden. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jane. Um, so I thought there was kind of a good dynamic between them as the brother, the estranged brothers. Um, the supporting cast was pretty good as f- in the story, but that's acting, not the story. But so you get to the story. Um, it was a little predictable. There was. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm not going to lie there and say, oh, this was a genius, but. Um, it was pretty predictable. 
they foreshadow a lot in this, and then they come back to that foreshadowing and pays off later on in the film in several instances. Things that they talk about, like, multiple times in the film, and, and it's pretty obvious where it's going. It's just getting there. How they're get, you know, how they get from that point to that point. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this, the story, but to me, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cliche as far as these. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I, this is one of those movies that, like, like you said, yeah, it's, it's pretty cliche, but it's a thoroughly enjoyable movie. Uh, the storyline and, and whatnot. And thus, I've seen it a few times. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't have watched it again. Yeah. I mean, dude, I love the Friday the 13th movies like There's No Tomorrow. So, you know, I have no problem with cliche and just kind of going back to the, you know, casting to the well or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. It's, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. And there was some different elements that I, I liked in the story that, you know, weren't your typical... Uh, giant bear movie type things that were a little different that I thought was, you know, I thought that part was interesting. But it was, you know, I would say two-thirds of it were pretty, you know, um, I don't want to say copy and paste, but they were pretty, you know, they were pretty standard issue for this type of movie, and it wasn't a real deep plot <laughs> as far as what right. was going on. So, yeah, I... Like I said, I enjoyed it, but it's not what I, you know, like I said, if you're looking for something real deep and, like, brand new, this ain't it. No, no. Especially if you see, like, more than one or two of these type of films. So the next up is acting. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay, so (laughs) the acting in this, I, I found to be fairly solid, um, and, of course, it helps that there's well-knowns in it that know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um I really like Thomas Jane in almost anything he's in anyway. And James Marsden is usually really good. You know, or he's a solid actor. Um the two female leads I thought were both fairly good and the uh I I do Okay, so this isn't really a spoiler. Um, I, what is the, uh, why do I never remember her freaking name? The one who plays the, the deaf. Piper Pierbo. Yes. yes. So I like her a lot. I've I seen haven't her seen in, her in anything in a really long no, time. No, no. But what I have seen her in, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I really do like how they included what they had for her for a character. Cause that, that did kind of up the ante a little bit, I think. It did because that was that was one of the things that I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. with, you know, with that character, um, especially when it kind of you know you find out about her and that she's dating his brother and blah, blah, blah. yes, you know, we're, we'll we'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum, <laughs> but uh, as always, you're you're probably going to get a few spoilers just just because, but we'll try not to give away the whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, overall. I, the acting, the acting was solid. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There, I really, there was really no complaints with the acting. We also had a small role from the guy that was an elf that played Buddy's 
Buddy's buddy in the mailroom. Yes. That he's drinking yes. with at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> that was one of the first things. I was like, hey, that's <laughs> Buddy the Elf's buddy from the mailroom of his dad's office. You know, uh, and the uh, Scott Glenn was, I thought, really good too, was the sheriff. Yes, and definitely. You, you, and it was kind of cool because you also get a small kind of supporting role for Billy Bob Thornton in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he's. You know he's uh, very integral to the story, but it's it's a very small role overall. Where the where the bulk of it focuses on Thomas Jane and James Marsden's characters. Yes. So overall, no complaints with the acting. I I you know it wasn't again much like the story. <laughs> it didn't like go wow that was a powerful performance, but it also yeah, no. did, it also didn't make me go. Wow, that was a shitty performance. <laughs> you know, it was it was acceptable. It was good. You know, it was uh, what you know better than I would expect in a lot of films like this. To be honest, if you've watched a lot of these types of films, sometimes the acting is not so good. Uh, but you know, for, for this type of film, I thought the acting was solid overall. Yes. And I have to give an applause to the non-human actor in this film. See, I'm still trying to- The bear. No, see, I'm still- This is Bart the bear, but this is Bart the bear uh, uh, the second or junior. So this is not the one who was in The Edge and the Homeward Bound movies. So that was an actual bear, not a CG bear? Yes, it was an actual bear. (laughs) I was trying to figure this out the whole time because I'm like- there was a few shots where I think they might have used a CG bear. I they I there were a few shots where they had to use a CG bear because I mean you have to you you can't injure the bear. Whoa. And it would have it would have been impossible to do what they needed to do without hurting him. Yeah. But yes, there was a real bear. It was Bart the Bear the Second. Huh, interesting fact. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. See I I was actually that was one of the things I was gonna bring up. I was like, there was a few times I was like, the bear looked really good. But there was a few times I, I was like, <laughs> Man, that's that's some really good CG, but the CG is showing in spots, so maybe it's just me being like if, if anybody knows me, I'm not a big fan of CG, CG yeah, especially same here. in like horror thriller type movies. No, nope, I got gotcha. you. Not a big fan. So usually, if I see anything that even looks remotely CG, I'm like, God damn CG! Why did they just do it practical? Because <laughs> I'm that guy. I'll admit it. I am that guy when it comes to that. So, so this is actually a really good segue into effects, which is our next hey portion. It's almost like that was planned. But I it, know, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. But it might have been. We'll leave that up to you to figure out. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought overall the effects were pretty good. They didn't... There's some gore in there. Yes. But it's not like... The camera is not centered on it. It's not like, you know, in focus, watching it happen for the most part. It's... You kind of see it, but the camera pulls away at just the right moment, so you don't really see yes. it overall. And then the, some of the gore that is a little more long-standing is more of the... I feel like it was more of the classic old-school gore, well, well, it's, it, it, which I I had an appreciation for. It was, 
it was classic old school gore, but a lot of that stuff to me was like it was more reaction based than it was showing. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. You know, it was yeah the the effects that were there, you know, I thought were pretty good, and um, what they show is it's very quick when you do see stuff, but they use um, you get. I'm trying to think how to word this. You see more, like I was saying, you see more, uh, the gore part of it, the intensity of it is based more from the reaction, the actual showing of the gore. Like I said, it's that, it's that reaction thing that makes you go, oh, that was way worse, you know. Yeah. It makes yeah, you yeah. think it's way worse than it, what you're actually seeing because right. of the way the, the characters are reacting. Which you, you know, that's an old, that's an old trick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way yeah. back, you know. But, uh, yeah, so overall, the effects I thought were pretty good. And that's, apparently, I'm very popular this afternoon. And the, um, you know, overall, I, I thought the effects were good. Um, and that's why I said it was weird. Like, I kept thinking that some of, like, I was trying to figure out, was that a CG bear or a real bear, you know? And... So it, it does a good job of blending all that stuff. I mean, I never thought yeah. it looked awful or anything, but there were some shots, and it could have just been the way the lighting was hitting it, or, you know, that gave it a little bit of more of a glossy look than I expected. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Especially some of the night shots. When you see it, it's got kind of like a weird uh, green oh. screen. It's got that kind of green screeny, um, I call it like a, I can't remember what the hell they call it. It's, it's not a wipe, it's a. Uh, Wow. I know what you're talking about. It's like when they use the gelatin on a... When they used to use the gelatin on effects, like in Star Wars, and you would see that little bit of, like, a blue hue around... Yes. It's, yes. Yep. Yes. So there was some stuff that was, like, not quite the same thing, but kind of that same idea where you could see a little bit of the outline of the bear looked mm -hmm. off a little bit compared to the... So I was like, is that... That's why it was making me question whether it was CG or practical. Right. So, you know how, uh, so we did have another non-human actor in the film. Oh, the, the buck, the horse, or the whatever horse. his name was, yeah. Um, did you, there was one part in the film where I was actually wondering if it was a real horse or if it was, like, a stuffed animal or a statue. Did you, did you notice that? When it was running at him? No. No, uh, no I guess I missed that. <laughs> if you if you watch it again, I'll have to point it out because it really kind of screwed with my head a little bit the first time I watched it. But I, I I don't I don't think it was like a, I think it was just the way that the horse is. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So like the effects again. No, for this this type of movie. And this this is was obviously like a kind of a lower mid tier budget type film. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so for this type of film, I overall I have no problems whatsoever with the effects work. I thought it was it was pretty enjoyable as far I mean pretty good as far as what it was, and there was nothing that I saw in it that made me go, "Oh, that looks super cheesy." That's right. bad, you know. So it, it does does do a, a good job with the effects overall. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so the next is the cinematography. Do you want to go first? No, I'll let you go first. Okay. The, <laughs> the um, 
the cinematography overall, I thought was really good. There's some beautiful shots in this film, especially when they're doing those long shots over the mountains and you see the fog coming in and stuff. And yes. Whether that fog was there or CG, again, because it's yeah, hard to tell. Yeah, that one I wasn't really sure. But it looked good, and there's, I would say, uh, probably half or more of this, mo- three-fifths of this movie takes place in the dark. Yes. So the way the shots are lit and stuff, it's really cool because you can see, but it's not, one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm on a lighted set. It's, you know, it's very subtle. You can see everything clear, but it's not bright, if that makes any sense. I think anybody that's watched a lot of films that were shot at night, you'll understand what I am talking about. Because, like the ones where you actually can't freaking see anything Well, whatsoever. either you can't see everything or it might as well just be daylight because it's so bright. You yes, know I mean? that Th- too. This, this had the look of something that was shot at night, but not overlit. Right. Know? I think sometimes stuff is underlit and sometimes stuff is overlit. This, yep. This, the night shots, especially where a bulk of the film is at night, looked really good. Yep, I agree. And, and there was, like I said, there were some gorgeous shots in it. Yes, definitely. So, over, you know, as the overall and o- overall shot. Not only is the the film filmed a majority of it at nighttime, but it's also like ninety eight percent of it is outside. Yes, too. It's not in in a building type of deal. Yes. So yeah, and there was some inclement weather, like you had snow. Yes. And stuff, and the snow, sometimes snow looks just like rain to me in films. Yeah. Because of the way it shot. This yeah. actually looked like snow. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was it did. So it was, it was a good, it, but it was weird. It was never like heavy snow. It was just that like mountain spitting snow type thing. Like if you're from Maine, you, or, or you get it. a northern climate type area, you would get it because we get those all the time where it's just like, random squalls that last for a few minutes or whatever, but does it really stick <laughs> type thing. Yes. So, yeah. I So, overall, yeah, cinematography was very good. I, I think, agree. I think, to me, really, out of everything in the film, the cinematography stood out the most. Definitely. Where definitely. That it was definitely compared to a lot of the other films that I've seen that are kind of in the same echo horror, you know, survival type genre. Um, this was one of the better shot ones that I've seen. Yes. Just the way, the way it was shot and just the look of it and everything. I really, really appreciated that. Yep. I agree. I feel the same way. Cool. So we're on, we're moving right along in this one. <laughs> uh, we're right. All, so we're on to the end, which is With the overall feelings overall. of the film. Yeah. I'm going to let you go first on this All right. So, like I said before, I thoroughly enjoy this film. Um, I, it's, it's definitely one of those go-tos when I want to watch a wild animal, um, chasing after people type of horror movie. And it's like a wild animal, not an actual monster, um, and because the acting is solid and the cinematography is great, uh, the effects don't make you cringe. Um, th- that's one of the biggest reasons why I like to go for it. Yeah. 
See, my go-to for those types of films is a uh, film from the late 70s called Prophecy. Yes, movie. that was a great <laughs> film, too. Um, but very cheesy at times. Yes. But it's, but it's good. But uh, So, yeah, o- overall, I really enjoyed this. I thought everything was... Again, like we, you know, like we were saying, I thought everything was really solid, mm-hmm. but there was, again, nothing that made me go, wow, that was great. But this is a type of movie that if I wanted something that my brain doesn't have to process too hard, uh-huh. and I want something that's interesting, but I've kind of, you know, I've seen it before, this is the type of movie that I would... This is one of those, I don't want to say background movie, because that's not the right word for it, but this is the type of movie I could throw on and kind of half pay attention to, and and be able, you know, now that I've seen it, I could kind of half pay attention to and still enjoy it, and there's nothing that, like I said, again, that my brain would have to process too heavily right. to be like, oh, what's going on here? But it's a good enough movie that you would you're going to want to watch it. Yes. And not just, you know, be on your phone every three seconds or, you know, doing whatever. So, right, and you can actually veg out. Yeah, and just kind of, it's, it's good kind of shut your brain off, watch it, not think too heavy type movie. So if you are into, like, the echo horror, survival horror type stuff, and you haven't seen this one, I would recommend checking out. Uh, I watched it on Netflix. I'm not sure if that's where you watched it or not, or if um, you have the Blu-ray or DVD of it, but... No, I, I have it on my external hard drive. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, the, um, yeah, I watched... It's on Netflix right now, if you want to check it out. Um, I believe it might be on Amazon as well. It's on Amazon right now, but you do have to rent it for about $4, or I think you can get... Uh, you can purchase it for 10 on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the, most people, you know, the usual methods. You got your Voodoo. You, I'm sure you can get it on Voodoo. You get it on Amazon, whatever. But it is available for free. For those of you, this was something I just learned not too long ago, too. Okay, speaking of, like, how to find movies. If you are using a Roku, you can go into the general search on the Roku and not, like, under any particular apps. Say you're looking for uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a favorite one of mine that I just rewatched, <laughs> and it's still fucking amazing. And um, so, say you type in Tucker and Dale versus Evil in the Roku search, it will tell you every streaming service that it's available. On. Oh, nice! So nice. Even if you don't have it, say it's a free app like uh, Bunny Foo Foo Movies or something, whatever. It will tell you whether that app is available for free, whether it's a uh, subscription app or it's just like with ads type thing. Gotcha. So I just recently found this out. Blew my mind. I've had a Roku for like (laughs) two or three years now. And matter of fact, I have one in like every room in the house basically now. And I never knew that. I was like, holy crap. Because you know how many times there's like, you want to watch something and it's not something. And you have to go on to every freaking platform to look for it. Yes. You can also find where it is on like Letterboxd. Yeah. But Letterboxd isn't as comprehensive as the Roku one. Because the Roku one actually has it on all the sites that are available on the Roku. Mm -hmm. So... 
Letterbox is mainly just like the bigger sites where it might be available, gotcha. you know, type thing. So I'm wondering if uh, that might be a capability on a smart TV as well. If your smart TV has the Roku um, app, it should, yeah. Oh, it doesn't have the Roku app, but it has like that. My actual TV has the Amazon and Netflix and Vudu and it, it might, yeah, all you, that stuff. You, yeah, it might. it's got a shit ton of stuff on it. Yeah, it I might, haven't even might, checked so out yet. You might want to check that out. But okay, I know on the actual Vudu app. Like I said, I've had one for three years, and I didn't know this. You know, it was just because I one I never give it a thought, and I heard it on. Man, I can't remember which podcast it was. <laughs> um, it was either the Potato League podcast or the Movie Freaks podcast, um, which I listen to on the regular, and I suggest you listen to them as well if you like movies. Um, they One of those shows was talking about it, and I was like, what? I was like, what is this magic that you're talking about? I've never heard of this before. Lies, I tell you. And then I went and tried it, and I was like, holy shit, this actually works. Nice. And, and you know, it, and it will tell you if it's for sale or if it's to rent, how much it is to rent on what each different service. Ah. So you don't have to, like, physically click on each one and go, how much is it on this one? How much is it on this one? How much is it on this one? You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes you have, sa- you know, sometimes the site might be having a sale on it. So it's right. like, oh, hey, it's it's normally $10, but I could get it on Voodoo right now for 5 bucks because they have it on sale. You know, a lot of times, especially like with me, I, both of us actually, both of us own an asinine amount of physical media. Oh, yes. Uh, we both have huge movie collections. Like, we're, when we buy a house here soon, we're, we're going to need a room dedicated yeah, just to our movies. We're going to have a movie room. It's gonna be awesome. I can't oh wait. yes, it's gonna be, be amaze balls. <laughs> yeah. So I like to support film because I mean, let's grant it. Let's uh, you know, granted things like Amazon and Netflix and uh, Spotify for music and all that stuff. That stuff is awesome. But artists don't make dick off that stuff. No, they don't. So I like to try. I mean, I try to support and buy albums and physical actually buy the physical media when I can granted I know they still don't see a ton off that stuff but you know I feel like if we want to see keep seeing like those mid-tier films and those types of films that aren't like your big budget summer blockbustery type movies which those are fine too but if you don't support the smaller films and the other stuff and the it's gonna go away because these people still have to have a budget to shoot this stuff <laughs> and don't bitch about the quality. If you're not supporting the, the films that are out there, you know, because it's just one of those things. That's just my little rant for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I totally hear you. And for, um, I mean, I like the digital stuff too. And, and like you, you said, like the, they don't make a lot at, off from the digital they do make a little more on physical media but it's not really just that for me for the physical media that i appreciate more than than digital it's 
opening up that case, listening to the noise of it snapping when you're taking the the disc out and putting it into the DVD player, the Blu-ray player. It's 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 the having it whenever I want to use it and watch it. Yes, and not relying on oh, is it on Amazon? Oh, is exactly. It on this? I mean, I will buy stuff on Voodoo and things like that, but. Generally, I only buy stuff like that when it's on sale, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, and it's those types of films where I know it's like that's a good film, and I will rewatch it. But mm-hmm. it's not one that I'm necessarily gonna rewatch a lot. Type yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. I gotcha. Or I want to take a chance on this film, so if I buy it and it's only you know I'm getting three movies for nine bucks, it's three dollars. So right. It's the cost of a rental, so if I hate it, I'm out three bucks. Right. You know, type deal. Yep. Which, Instead of, like, $10, $15. And a lot of times, like, on Voodoo or Amazon, they'll have those specials, especially with, like, some older films that you maybe haven't seen. Yes. That aren't necessarily ones that are always on the streaming sites, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna grab these because I can check these out, because I want to check this out. Well, there's two out of three films I want there. Oh, what's this one? I'm gonna snag this, and then you find, like, a gem in the rough. That's how I found uh, Z for Zachariah, which you have not seen yet, Correct. No, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. So <laughs> that's one I want her to watch sometimes, Z for Zachariah. But the, uh, yeah, that's one of those things like, so I try to keep my eye open and I do have digital stuff. And a lot of times when I buy films, uh, when they buy physical media, you get a digital copy. And I have a few friends that I trade codes with. Like when they buy stuff, they'll be like, hey, do you have uh once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, no, I don't have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, cool, I'll give you that one. The next time you get something, and let me know. And, oh, hey, I got such and such. You want the digital copy? So we trade. So, like, right. half of my voodoo collection is stuff I've traded with my friends. Right. No, you know, I gotcha. I gotcha. And I, have some, and I have a few friends that occasionally will just give me codes because they haven't. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't really use the digital thing here. You want the code? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it for the show. Uh, we rambled after a little our chit chat. Yeah, after our little longer rambling at the end. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank thank you everybody for listening to the Movie Shack. I'm TJ and I'm CJ, and we will see you guys when we see you next time. I know that made total sense, right? <laughs> <laughs>